0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are today, whatever it is that y'all are doing. Thank y'all so much for joining me and giving a little bit of your time. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, I'm extremely grateful for that. I hope that y'all are getting a little something out of it. Learning a little bit and hopefully, as always, hopefully this is helping our country just a little bit push back against... All the darkness that we see coming in today folks because we see quite a bit. We're gonna take one of our little walks down the road. Uh, had a couple of the dogs with us but they seem to have run off. No turkeys or chickens or cats or anything else right now so we'll see what comes our way. One of the ways folks And we talk about this off and on throughout this podcast. We talked about it a lot at the beginning as we were getting going. But one of the ways that we're going to take our country back is education, culture and education, really, but far more than the ballot box, folks, because we've been trying the ballot box for a while and it just it didn't work in a whole lot, Uh, which doesn't doesn't mean to say by any means that we stopped trying that but we've really got to start to push back in culture and particularly in education. And so we've talked about Columbus the last couple episodes this week uh, because Monday was Columbus Day. And so we're going to finish up the week talking about him again a little bit because there's just so much misinformation out there about Columbus. And so we're going to put a couple, a little bit more information about him and his voyages and we're going to add some context in with a commissioning a little bit from the commissioning from Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand on his second journey. I believe he made four folks and here come the puppy dogs. They've decided to come back and join us and so we're going to talk a little bit about that and then really though um, this last episode I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the natives and the way that they acted because today we get this opinion from a lot of culture that that the natives were this just wonderful, honorable, upright society that Columbus came in and purposefully oppressed and raped and pillaged and plundered. And that's just not historically accurate at all, folks. <clears throat> and so we're going to read just a little bit about that. And then if we have time at the very end, we're going to talk about a couple of the verses that Columbus used throughout his life and and some commentary by other observers. We'll just see how far we get. So on March 15th, 1493, Columbus wrote in his journal, Of this voyage I observe that it has miraculously been shown, as may be understood by this writing, by the many signal miracles that he, God, has shown on this voyage and for me, who for so great a time was in the court of your highnesses, with the opposition and against the opinion of so many high personages of your household, who were all against me, alleging this undertaking to be folly, which I hope in our Lord will be to the greater glory of Christianity, which to some slight extent already has happened. So, it's important to remember here folks that columbus had to petition the king and queen for about seven years before they granted and really he was petitioning a lot of different people but but they were the ones that finally agreed to it before he got to go on this journey and we talked about that in the first episode folks that's seven years i i can't even begin to imagine how many of us would continue something for seven years, much less something that every single person ridiculed us for and made fun of us and belittled us. So, if nothing else, we ought to acknowledge the fact that Columbus showed dedication and diligence and perseverance. One of this is from 1943, or I'm sorry, 1493, May 29th, 1493, this is King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella granting Columbus' request for a second voyage, and this is from their pronouncement. It hath pleased God, our Lord, in his abundant mercy to reveal the said islands and mainland to the King and Queen, our Lords, by the diligence of Don Christopher Columbus, their Admiral, Viceroy, and Governor thereof. Who hath reported it to their highnesses, that he knew the people he found residing there to be very ripe to be converted to our holy Catholic faith, since they have neither dogma nor doctrine. Wherefore, it hath pleased and greatly pleaz- pleaseth their highnesses, since in all matters it is meet that their principal concern be for the service of God our Lord and the enhancement of our holy Catholic faith. Wherefore, desiring the argument... the argument. <coughs> Augmentation and increase of our holy Catholic faith. Their highnesses charge and direct the said admiral, viceroy, and governor that by all ways and means he strive and endeavor to win over the inhabitants of the said islands and mainland to be converted to our holy Catholic faith. Priests and clerics will be sent to see that they be carefully taught the principles of our holy faith. The admiral should force and compel all those who sell therein as well as all others who are to go out from here later on, that they treat the said Indians very well and lovingly and abstain from doing them any injury, arranging that both people hold much conversation and intimacy, each serving the other to the best of their ability. Moreover, the said admiral shall graciously present them with things from the merchandise of their highnesses, which he is carrying for barter, and honor them much, And if some person or persons should maltreat the said Indians in any manner whatsoever, the said admiral as viceroy and governor of their highnesses shall punish them severely by the virtue of the authority vested in him by their majesties for this purpose. I know, folks, that that's a lot of words uh, and probably much more than we use today kind of grandiose language. But the point here still is that the king and queen in their commissioning of Columbus for the second voyage instructed him to be kind to the Indians and to take care of them and to treat them kindly. And not only that, but that if anyone didn't treat them kindly, that Columbus, as the viceroy and as the governor, the representative for the king and queen, was supposed to severely punish those people that came over and didn't treat the Indians well. Does that mean that Columbus executed that exactly, folks? No. Does that mean that there wasn't maltreatment of the Indians? No. But this idea that there was this purposeful evil agenda on the part of Columbus and the king and queen to mistreat the Indians and the natives is just, it's simply not true. Not even a little bit. When you look at their own writings and the records kept there, right? It's just, it's not factual. So, just kind of something to keep in mind. On September 25th, 1493, Columbus set sail from Spain with 1,200 colonists and 17 ships to go back. And we read about this, I think it was in the previous podcast, in returning to the settlement of La Navidad on the island of Haiti where he had left those 40 men that were shipwrecked from the Santa Maria. Columbus came upon what he had feared, right? Which is the natives had attacked the fort and killed all the men. And in 1495, one of the young Italian noblemen who had accompanied Columbus on this second voyage, he recounted in a letter letter, the evidence of cannibalistic Caribs who inhabited the islands. And I'm going to read a little bit from this young nobleman. His name is, <clears throat> well, I'm not going to, I would murder it, folks, but <laughs> M- Michelle Cueno, or something like that, I, as I said, if <laughs> y'all laugh, I'm going to murder it, but this is the excerpt from his journal about that second voyage. In that island, we took 12 very beautiful and very fat women <laughs> from 15 to 16 years old, together with two boys of the same age. These had the genital organs cut to the belly. And this, we thought, had been done in order to prevent them from meddling with their wives or maybe to fatten them up and later eat them. The boys and girls had been taken by the above-mentioned Caribs, and we sent them to the Spain to, Spain, to the king as a sample. The caribs they're referring to the natives here, whenever they catch Indians, eat them as we would eat goats, kids. That's the name for... Uh, young goats if you didn't know that and they say that a boy's flesh tastes better than that of a woman of this human flesh they are very greedy so that they eat the flesh they stay out of the country for six eight or even ten years trying to catch these people is what they're talking about and they depopulate the islands we went to the temple of the caribs in which we found two wooden statues and we were told that whenever someone's father is sick the son goes to the temple and and sees if the father... I'm going to kind of paraphrase here from now on, folks, just for a little bit. They see if the father is going to get better or not, and that dictates what they do and what sacrifices they offer and how they treat the father. The point here, folks, is that these natives, this this modern narrative that they were wholly good and upright and just these poor innocent people uh, is not true a lot of these they call them they separate uh, at least in this these accounts they separate what they call the caribs i'm assuming the caribbeans from the indians two different groups of people but the caribs were cannibalistic and and they would go and capture indians and actually even fatten them up like livestock in order to later slaughter them and eat them at these feasts As disturbing as this is, folks, I think this—you know—this is part of history, and this is something that we need to read, so that when people out there are talking about, oh, Columbus was this evil man who came and killed all these poor innocent natives, that we know that that's not even remotely the case, right? So, the Caribs used the Indians horribly. Um, So they would—they would kill. This is from. A different, this was the chief physician on Columbus's second voyage, Dr. Diego Chanka, Chanka Alvarez Chanca, if I'm saying that right, which I'm probably not. Uh, and this is his account of interacting with these Caribs. Uh, they told us that the Carib men would use the women, the Indian women, with such cruelty as you could hardly believe. And they would eat the children which those women bear, only bringing up those whom they have by their native wives. The male enemies, as many as they could take away alive, they bring back to their homes to make a feast of them. And those who are killed in battle, they eat them right there after the fighting is over. and, And this doctor went into some of these houses. He said, It's quite evident about them eating the men. For the human bones we find in their houses, everything that could be gnawed had already been gnawed so that nothing remained. But what was too hard to eat? In one of the houses, we found a man's neck cooking in a pot. And so, these people, folks, just were cruel beyond belief, right? They would capture the women and use them abhorrently. They would capture as many men as they could to later eat, and they would eat the children of the captured women, right, just repetitively, kind of like they, were, they treated them basically like livestock. And so I, there's no way to put this politely, folks, but th- these were not good and upstanding people. It's not like Columbus went in and, you know, what, he often gets accused of rape, pillaging, and plundering. Obviously, this was already going on beforehand between these tribes. So just just a little bit of perspective, folks. Kind of think about that. And there's much more. Y'all can find all sorts of writing. I, I should have put, there's a couple books that I have that have been pretty good resources on Columbus. And if I get a chance, I'll come back in a later podcast and and list those books so that if you're interested you can go and check them out but what I'd like to do now is just a couple of the verses that really kind of helped Columbus through his life that he said and then end with his last words in 1506 so Psalm 97 1 the Lord reigneth let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the islands be glad thereof. Isaiah 42:10. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea and all that is therein, the isles and the inhabitants thereof. Isaiah 49, 1. Listen, O isles, unto me and hearken ye people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother he hath made mention of my name isaiah 49 6 i will also give thee for a light to the gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth and there's quite a few others Uh, matthew 28 go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. A lot of these about islands and unto the end of the world, they make sense, right, that Columbus would rest on those verses because that's where he was going as far as they knew at that time was to the very edge of the world, the end of the earth, right? Uh Flat Earth was still very much a realistic theory. And so a lot of people, when he set off, just figured that he was just going to fall off the edge of the world. And so we'll end here, folks, with his his last words when he was dying in 1506. And I can't read the Latin, so the translation is Into your hands, Father, I commend my soul. And there's some great commentary here, folks, that I really had wished to get to uh, people that observed him. And, and really talked about his character through his life and what an upstanding man he was, how dedicated he was to Christ, uh, to spreading Christianity, to caring for the Indians. There's a couple of great quotes in here about how he cared for the Indians. And as he was dying, even left instructions to those that inherited his property of, of caring for those Indians and so he, he really showed a long-lasting concern for them for the welfare and for their education even and how they were taught and brought up. And it's just, it's a pretty fascinating story, folks. So I hope y'all have gotten something out of it. I sure do appreciate y'all spending some time again. And thank y'all for those of you that continue to share the podcast. Uh, we will continue to... Just push forward, folks. And wherever you are, whatever your sphere of influence is, make sure that you share the truth with others. And, and even, folks, if you're not that type A personality that really likes to get into arguments or con- confrontation, I, I get that. Uh, and you definitely don't have to. But just know in your mind, in your heart, that when you hear something that's not true, the more information, the more knowledge you have, at least you know that in your mind what isn't it and true and you can discern that for yourself instead of depending on other people so thank y'all again folks i hope y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day god bless y'all god bless america we'll talk to y'all again real soon